Welcome to the Living Your Dash podcast with Pastor Rick Hale, Senior Pastor of Grace Community Church in Roswell, New Mexico. I'm your co-host, Sean Lee. We're so honored that you join us today. It is our purpose at Living Your Dash to help you better connect the dots of discipleship so that you can find and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Well, Rick Hale, it is Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you. It's a beautiful day of the year. It is a beautiful day. And I, I bet everybody everywhere is, uh, is uh, they're, they're beginning to get all the details down, all the cookings down. And That's right. Just remember, you know, through all the chaos, make sure you have fun and smile and enjoy the season. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, Rick, you had a great message this past Sunday. Uh, One of the the ones that's really popping out to me is I think about one of my favorite passages that he is the Jesus is the the root of Jesse. And uh, I love the way that you 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 kind of framed it. What did you call it? A mystery, right? Well, it is. It's a it's a mystery prophecy because you're reading along in the Gospel of Matthew, and he says uh, tells the story of Joseph and Mary and Jesus coming out of Egypt once Herod is dead and the threat is over, and they move to a place called Nazareth mm. up in Galilee, and and out of the blue, Matthew says, and this was to fulfill what the prophet said that he will be called a Nazarene. <laughs> Here's the mystery. Mm. You can search from Genesis to Malachi. Nowhere does it say the coming Messiah will be born or will, will be raised, will grow up in Nazarene. No place does it say he will be called a Nazarene. Yeah. There's the challenge. So last Sunday we had to unwrap the mystery. Yeah, and I love the way that you, of course, it's tied into the actual word uh, of, what's the Hebrew word again? Yeah, netzer. Uh-huh. Netzer is the Hebrew word for branch. Mm. Scholars believe that the town Nazareth, the name Nazareth, comes from the same root of netzer. Mm-hmm. So when you understand that what Matthew is doing here, it's really a play on words. When you go to the Old Testament, look up the Hebrew word netzer, well, all of a sudden the mystery is solved because several times in the prophets, especially in Isaiah, they use the imagery of the netzer, the branch, mm-hmm. and uh, in reference to the coming Messiah. And that this branch, this netzer, would someday come. He would, he would come out of the root of Jesse. Mm-hmm. Jesse, of course, was the, was the father of King David. So, in other words, it would be through, through the lineage of David, which all the Old Testament prophecies predicted, mm-hmm. the Messiah would come from uh, from David. Yes. And so that was the connection. Mm. Okay. Now, what I loved was that that you you tied it back into this this promise. Um, and one of the things that you said, because uh, you gave, you, I, I always love it because you always give this, well, so what? What are we supposed to do with this? And you said, let Jesus be your provider. Can, and one of those things was was peace. Um, was he talking about heaven? What was, what was he talking about? Well, when you look back at Isaiah's prophecy, and he says, when the branch comes, one of the qualities he will bring is peace. And the famous passage of the lion lying down to the lamb. In other words, there will be perfect peace, perfect tranquility in creation. Yeah, it sounds like heaven to me. Well, and so you look around now, and you go, I don't see any lions lying Uh, down with lambs yet. Yeah. What's the deal? Well, it, it really comes back to what the 
what the scholars call the, we're living in the overlap of the ages. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the new age has dawned uh, when the, in the coming of Jesus, but uh, it's been inaugurated, but not consummated. Mm. And so we're, we're living in the beginnings of the new age, but we still are living in the residue of the old age. So yeah. think of it as an overlap. Yeah. We are living in the overlap of the ages. And so because of that, we, we experience this tension of already but not yet in a, in a number of areas. Uh, mm -hmm. are, you, are you saved? Well, yes, but I'm still waiting to be ultimately saved. Yeah. Are you redeemed? Well, yes, I'm redeemed, but I'm waiting for the redemption of my body. Yeah. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. But only the first fruits of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Themes all the way through the uh, New Testament really are better understood when we understand this overlap of the ages, already but not yet. Peace is another one of those. Yeah. Do we have peace in our world? Well, peace has been inaugurated. Mm -hmm. When you come to Jesus Christ, you have peace with God. The enmity that you have with God yeah. is gone. You have peace with one another in the family of God. You have peace within does that mean there's peace in the world yet? No, we're still waiting on the ultimate peace. Yeah. So ultimately, we will experience perfect peace, but not until we get to the new heavens and the new earth. Well, it sure is hard right now um, because uh, we, we, we understand this. Uh, how, how, it, it is an interesting thing that, that God has given us this wonderful peace, but yet at the same time, I mean, we still live in a world where free will, uh, or the, the will of man, he allows them to choose him or choose evil. And so sometimes those things, they smack right into each other. Yeah. Uh, for the last few weeks, we have been singing peace on earth, goodwill to men. And we're looking around saying, where's all the peace and where's the goodwill toward men? That's right. That's well, right. it's begun. It's begun in the church. Uh, where we are committed to loving one another and, and experiencing genuine reconciled peace. But uh, globally, we're going to have to wait till Jesus comes and wraps this whole thing up. It's hard because I, I think that whenever I look at more of that, that verse, I, I think about, uh, about, about God who we think about peace and God's protection and provision, and yet we still run into an area of <clears throat> what if I get sick? And I don't mean like with a cold. I mean, what if I come down with cancer or some kind of disease, wasting disease? Or what if my, my child's involved in, a, in an accident and they get killed? And I, and I pray protection. You know, how, how, do we, how do we reconcile that? Yeah, it's hard because we do live in a fallen world. And mm -hmm. I appreciate so much when you read the scriptures. God never candy coats the uh, the suffering and the pain that sin has brought into our world so there's these there's these two contrasting it's a paradox but it's mm -hmm. two contrasting beliefs that god holds so firmly on the one hand he believes so strongly sean giving us free will yeah uh, he wants us to have free will yeah but at the same time he is in sovereign control of his universe and is very committed to work in all things for good. Yeah. So bad things happen, but is that the end of the world? No. So when a tragedy happens to a Christian, ultimately you will be protected. What's the worst that can happen to you? You die. That's right. 
Well, what's the best thing that can happen to you as a Christian? Mm. You die. Yeah, that's and right. spend eternity with God. Yes, and we're you know in, in the the new year, I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to begin a new series in, on the book of Philippians, and it's called "How to Enjoy the Rest of Your Life." One of the factors we're going to look at in in this nine week series, working our way through this incredible book of Philippians, mm -hmm. is how can I enjoy the rest of my life when my life is unfair? Yeah, when it's difficult, when tragedy happens. And again, I love the Apostle Paul because he, all the way through this book, his key word is rejoice. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a short book. It's only four, four chapters. 16 times Paul uses the word rejoice or be joyful. Wow. It's easy for us to say, well, Paul, yeah, you're an apostle. Sure. Yeah. It's easy for you to be rejoicing. Well, where is Paul? He's locked up in a prison. Yeah. And Paul, you know, he's got things to do, places to go, people to see. <laughs> and to, to put him in a prison and to hold him back. And yet in the midst of, of just this incredible difficulty in his life, he writes other people and is encouraging them. Yeah. Don't lose your joy. Wow. Be joyful. So in this series, we're going to address this very thing. I love how you, I mean, it's a, it's a great, listen to this laundry list here, people. So enjoy your friends, look at life with a new perspective, learn how to eliminate worry, learn how to treat people, making a difference in your world, making peace with God, finishing strong, keeping a positive attitude, even mastering your money. It, it's a great series. Yeah, nine steps. You just covered the nine steps of how we can enjoy the rest of our life. What we're going to do each week, we're going to get very practical and we're going to apply these nine steps personally in our lives because most people want to enjoy the rest of their life. I mean, when's the last time you walked up to somebody and said, hey, what's your goal in life? And they said, oh, I want to be miserable. Mm. I want to be sad. <laughs> I really want the, the holiday season to be horribly blue this yeah. year. No, people don't want that. People have an innate desire to be joyful and to enjoy right. life. So how do you do that when you cannot change the circumstances? Mm. The Apostle Paul is the expert in this field. He could not change his circumstances. The only thing he could change were his attitudes. Yeah. Wow, that's wonderful. Okay, so now just for immediate, uh, well, I guess because because we're gonna we're gonna this, this is Christmas Eve. I'm gonna output this uh, a little early. I guess. It's got, we're having our Christmas Eve service tonight, but they won't know that. But, yeah. <laughs> but well, we hope you came. But, uh, well, Rick, we thank you so much. It's, it's the end of 2019. I can't believe it. It's hard to believe. 2020. 2020. Right, just, My prayer for people is they'll have a, a renewed 2020 vision of God's plan and purpose for their lives in the new year. Yeah. And if you have been hanging with us over the past uh, weeks and months, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast uh, special shout out to Kevin. I know that he listens a lot as he travels to work Then Artesia, so thanks for listening, Kevin. And thank you again, audience, for being with us today. We hope that you have been encouraged and better informed. We love to get feedback, so give us a rating or leave us a comment. Uh, just let us know how we can pray for you. For more information about Grace Community Church, you can visit us online at browsergrace.com, including all the sermon messages and also the titles and scripture references. You can find them there. Until next time, may the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus be with you.